0: Welcome back everyone to the Mind's Eye podcast. This is episode 112 and today we have a guest all the way in the psychedelic therapy realm, Josh Hollow. Did I did I say that correctly?
1: You got it. All right, great, it. great, great,
0: great. <laughs> so, uh so your assistant reached out to me on Instagram and they mentioned that your company basically delves into the whole psychedelic therapy realm. So, I was just wondering what what made you like start getting into that realm in the first place.
1: Yeah. Great question. I just want to make sure I'm get, getting you guys a little bit fuzzy on my end. Are you guys seeing me clearly?
0: Yeah, we're seeing you great. Um, th- sometimes it gets a little, you know, cause of latency issues, but we see you. You're, you're great.
1: Okay, perfect. All right, thanks guys. Um I'm Josh. We got a you're Josh also? Yes, I am Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what a
2: coincidence. I'm Sean by the way. It's nice okay. to meet you. All right.
1: You know, I always feel more comfortable when there are multiple Joshes around. Right, same thing. It's like common. a uh, yeah, it's like connected. No, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think there's just a little bit of latency, so I'll, I'll try to keep that in mind um, when i when I respond because I think there's just a little bit of delay. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys, um, happy to be here. Uh, my name's Josh Hallu. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Psychex or the Psychedelic Exchange, and we're a company that uh, com- connects individuals seeking psychedelic support services like psychedelic therapy um facilitation integration information in general with uh with individuals and in clinics providing psychedelic therapy and psychedelic support services um, my background and how i how i ventured into this this uh this industry which is a, 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 a pretty pretty long distance from where i started um uh, began with my journey through the military um i'm a, I'm a former active duty army officer so spent about seven years in the army um, as as an officer, as an aviation officer. I was a a Black Hawk pilot, um, an Army Ranger. Uh, I went to went to college not far from where you guys I think are in in New York City. I went to school at West Point, which is the the U.S. Military Academy. So I spent yeah. spent about uh, between college and active duty about eleven years in uniform and uh, went to war. You know, dealt with a lot of the 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 trauma, the the challenges that come with. Um, deploying to to war and being involved in armed conflict, um, you know, seeing seeing challenging things, coming home, uh, you know, not not really ever fully recovering from from the psychological uh, challenges and mental illness challenges that come with with trauma. and um, and I had a had a challenging childhood too. lost my father to suicide when I was about four. So I really grew up in, in the aftermath of, of, of mental illness, you know, that my, my family, my mom in particular experienced after the loss of my dad. And, and I decided to join the military. Um, you know, much later down the road, my parents actually sent me away to military school and ultimately I decided to to go go into the army and, and do that for the beginning of my career. When I came out of the military, I, I had a lot of uh, like PTSD and, and depression, anxiety, uh, those kinds of challenges that that you hear a lot about that I think a ton of individuals face um, either coming out of the military or just just in general in, in a world where we have a lot of traumatic experiences and don't have uh, the ability to really find, find individualized help and support outside of pretty traditional um, pharmaceutical medications like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicines and traditional talk therapy. And originally I got into canna- cannabis, which was, um, which was my first kind of foray into what I would call plant medicine and mm-hmm. experiencing the benefit that, that came from that. Uh, and, and that really helped kind of quiet the anxiety in my mind for a period of time. But about three or four years after the, after leaving the military, I, I really was in a, in a dark place. I was married, I was toward, toward the end of my marriage, which I didn't know at the time, but I was living in New Jersey and uh, discovered um, an article about psychedelics one of my friends sent to me and I decided to grow my own mushrooms and um, did that early (laughs) in the pandemic and ended up driving from uh, I was living in New Jersey my wife gave me a call my my wife at the time uh, told me she wanted to get a divorce Um, that was right about the time my my first mushroom batch was was finished um i decided to pack everything up and move across the country i grew up in denver so i had a lot of family out west and now i live in las vegas nevada so i have some family here and drove across the country it started a new life and my first weekend in in vegas once i got my home my home set up and was comfortable in my space i decided to do my my first um, psychedelic experience with the mushrooms that i had grown and uh i took a pretty pretty big dose I you know been in a lot of challenging situations in my life and tend to be a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, risk tolerant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, took what I think what would be considered more along the lines of a heroic dose. That's by, what I was thinking when you said that. About six yeah. Hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> about six hours later, you know, I I, I come out of it. And I'm, uh, I I went through, man, I went through one of the most intense experiences of my life, um, really transforming, like living and dying a million lives. And, you know discovering what my ego was and who i was and and what what was part of me what wasn't part of me and how to make how to make peace with a lot of the challenging situations that i encountered and with with my family with my relationships with war all of that it, and um after that i i really fell in love with plant medicine and um kept kept uh you know growing growing mushrooms and. Uh, taking them myself, or with family and friends, and other friends that had PTSD and other veterans, and decided um, just about a year and a half ago that this was—I was in the corporate world for the for the last six or seven years. I Got my mass, my my MBA, and was doing a lot of business, you know, business type of um, sales and 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 executive activities like that. And then decided to completely shift my my career away from the typical corporate environment and. Decided that the world really needs um, more advocates in the psychedelic and plant medicine space, um, especially with mental wellness and um, both starting with healing and then moving into you no know, mind expansion, really expanding your consciousness, expanding what you understand about your connection to the world um, it made a huge difference in my life. And, and now um, I just started a company about three or four months ago uh, that, that, that seeks to really expand access to psychedelic medicine and the therapy that really makes it most effective.
2: That's amazing, man. That's am- and And I, I really do want to talk about your website for a second. I just want to compliment first, like how clean and beautiful it looks already. Like it's so well formatted. Um, but before that, <laughs> yeah, but, um, before that, I know you said you were like in search for your advocacy for other people to, you know, join in on, on your search uh, for truth through plant medicine. But in your search for advocacy, like what kind of pushback did you receive when talking about it with friends, family, coworkers? Because I know we receive a lot of weird looks when we talk Definitely. about <laughs> what we experienced.
1: Yeah, <laughs> people look at you like uh, like you've maybe lost your mind a little bit or. You know, I, I found that it, it's a great question because one of the biggest challenges and barriers, of course, besides the legalization aspect of it all is the stigma of it all. And, and that people, you know, that, that use psychedelics or plant medicine are, are, you know, are more countercultural or, you know, connected to the sixties, seventies kind of hippie culture mm-hmm. or. You know, just 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 don't want anything to do with with society as it is and wants to change things or you know just just be completely countercultural. and it's been interesting as i've as I've become more vocal. my my biggest concern when I first went down this path about three years ago was was keeping my shadow life separate from my public life and knowing that that my interest in psychedelics and and the power of of what they can do for for the world, um, you know in a much much more effective effective manner than than being on you know, pharmaceutical antidepressants for your whole life, um, it, it was, was so profound. And, and research was beginning to happen uh, that really, really showed this. And the research was, was is, is delayed by decades because these had been class one scheduled substances for, you know, since the war on drugs. And so when I started to talk to people about this, that I think the first, the first questions that I would get um, were more along the lines of, oh, I'm concerned about you. I'm like, I you know, <laughs> yeah. don't need to really be, be concerned about me, you know, like I've, <laughs> I've been to war and back, or, you know, I'm an army ranger, I can tough, tough it's it tough. out, but, you know, it made me really hesitant to talk about these kinds of things in the open. And in the last, um, probably two years, once I really started going down the path of being open about my, my use and my advocacy for, um, psychedelics, uh, and, and, I would say plant medicine and I'll say psychedelics more, more holistically, because Things like ketamine-assisted therapy are already fully legal in our country to mm-hmm. treat uh, major depressive disorder and PTSD. And, and next year, um, MDMA is supposed to become fully legal for uh, the treatment of PTSD. So those are both oh, huge wow. turning points. Oh, wow. um, and the year after, they're, they're expected that psilocybin, you know, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, is supposed to be legalized in 2025. And, and a big push for this is coming from the mental health movement behind um, behind supporting veterans because you know there's this commonality among among veterans especially in the last 20 years and then going back to Vietnam of course of, of this collective trauma that we've all experienced and you, te- you tend to get you know support on both sides of the political aisle to help um, to, to help with the advocacy because the research is unavoidable the only challenge at this point is is doing enough research, uh, that that it becomes com- completely evident more so than it actually is, but with, with research-backed science, that this can become fully legalized um, and approved by the FDA. Um, and that's of course balancing uh, balancing what what decriminalization means with what legalization means. Um, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of healthy fear associated with what that fully means when these medicines are are are, are widely available. Um, because used incorrectly or um, irresponsibly, they can result in some pretty challenging situations and, and even leave people worse than where they started. Um, but, uh, but for me, really jumping into it and opening the door for, for myself to, to talk publicly about it, to start a company um, about it, and to really get more involved in veteran organizations, Every single time I open the door to a new conversation, it's met with with curiosity, interest and support, um, as opposed to, you know, any any sort of um, anti drug uh, sentiment, but but mostly just just people seeking real legitimate sources of information, which is a big reason that that we launched our, our company as well, so that we can provide both, you know, both community access and education to to real, um, real information that's that's validated and, and verified.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and one thing that I wanted to point out that I love that you called on was like, in my mind, I kind of view it like, you know, there's a difference between the legality of it and then the stigmatization of it. And, you know, you can you can you can have these borders completely open and make it completely uh, make it completely legal to take these medicines. But then, like you mentioned, you have this stigmatization from even the 70s or the 80s of this counterculture movement, this anti-authority and that's why I think it's so important to have people exactly like you who, who are doing this stuff and know this stuff on the podcast, because I think even if you are to make it you know, completely legal, there are still people that are a little bit apprehensive about it. And so I was one of those people, actually, um, at first. And then, you know, Josh brought this to my attention, what you're doing. And I'm like, wait, there's like actually companies that, that are doing this now that are actually opening the doors for this. And so I was just kind of curious, like how you how, how the process goes, like, how, how are you getting people who don't know about this stuff or people who are a little bit apprehensive and how are you guiding them through that process?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I mean, that the apprehension behind it, you know, is, is, is interesting because I think, I think aside from legalization, destigmatization is one of the biggest areas that, that we need to be focusing on. Um, and you know, I, I went to the uh, in Denver earlier this year in June. There, there was the largest psychedelic um, sciences and business conference in history. It was like over 12,000 people there. You had you had everybody from like Michael Pollan, author of How to Change Your Mind, to Paul Stamets, who's one of the like godfathers of love of mushroom yeah. uh, of mushroom use. You had like Rick Rick Perry, the former governor governor of Texas, support. You know, there throwing his hat in supporting. Uh, vet, the the use of these these uh, medicines for veterans because he's seen firsthand the outcomes from it you know you, you had you had Aaron Rodgers talking about how ayahuasca Aaron helped him Rogers. you know have his best season yeah. ever and, and connect with his <laughs> you, know, with, you know and he he sat on stage with Aubrey Marcus yeah like talking about how he was able to connect with his teammates after doing like an ayahuasca experience and how it helped you know how it helped him think more clearly and not 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 beat himself up so hard and you know in the locker room about plays and you know, keep his mind in the game. So getting to getting to peak performance, not just like healing. Um, so, so all of those have uh, all of those like, those influences have really started to, to move the needle, but it's, you know, as much as I'm seeing it everywhere, it's, uh, it's, it's the algorithm and echo, uh, reinforcing the things that I'm seeing. you know, you, you still see it everywhere. And there's still so much um, misinformation associated with it. Yeah. So we, we we were thinking as we were ideating to form a company to form this company myself and, and my veteran uh, co-founders how we could really make a difference and and we we thought uh there's 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 two avenues one one is the uh, the brand awareness which which includes um advocacy for uh for psychedelic medicines and really destigmatizing through our platform through our you know, more, more typical, you know, background, not, you know, coming from c- coming from uh, the military as former military officers. My co-founder is also uh, a former Navy doctor. Um, and she was actually, I met her at the, at the conference I was talking to you about in Colorado in Denver earlier this year, she was actually a facilitator for a ketamine, um, uh, group ceremony that I participated in and had one of the most transformational experiences I've had, I've had through wow. that medicine too. So it's been really interesting as we pulled together s- s- our thoughts and ideas about how to use our platform and our capabilities to be able to really change the nature of mental of mental illness and the treatment, you know, the, the umbrella of treatments that can that can really assist with with, with not just you know, numbing, numbing symptoms or treating symptoms, but actually treating underlying conditions that are causing people to to be to have depression and, and experience ptsd in ways that are really debilitating so we're doing that in in a couple ways one one just destigmatization on our platform um, and telling our story and you know getting on on podcasts like this um, and really using brand and media awareness to to tell that story but two the way that our, our business actually works is um, our, our ultimate vision is is to have a, a, a platform where essentially it could be a, a mobile app and you can go on as an individual um, like a, like better help or you know or any kind of uh, pl- platform that connects you know somebody seeking something and somebody providing something um, and have a mobile platform where you could find vetted uh, certified um, providers that actually do provide the service legally um, safely and ethically in a way that, you know, fits our, our criteria and our standards. Um, and we're starting the process with our, with our first, with our first product in the market, which, um, which, which helps ketamine clinics, uh, we're creating a a network of legal ketamine clinics, which is also setting the stage for legal MDMA clinics that are supposed to come online next year to be able to list and provide (laughs) their services. And we're helping those clinics with our with our um, with our platform and our software to find patients, find, you know, find leads, find individuals that they can provide their services to and help them maximize their outreach so that we can help them create um, a a, a system where they can ingest a bunch of new patients and know how to provide um, services to those patients in a way that both provides the medicine and provides um, the support therapy and the facilitation and most importantly, the integration services on the back end. So, um, in a nutshell, we help legal clinics find patients and provide services in the in the best possible manner um, given given the uh, the conditions that that contribute to the best possible outcome for each individual.
0: Wow, man, that's amazing! Wow, that's amazing, dude. I, I really connect with that because my grandfather is also a veteran. He went into the Vietnam War. He was actually a prisoner of war, and he also suffers from PTSD. But my next question, following that, like, um, I would find it hard to try to convince them to take psychedelics. Was, have you ever experienced any pushback from veterans themselves when you introduce this kind of i, I- idea to them?
1: Can, can you repeat? Can you repeat your, your, the question real quick? I, I, think uh, I just
0: lost you for a second. No, it's okay. Uh, I was going to say, uh, do you have you received any pushback from veterans themselves? In terms of this treatment option, you know, you're like explaining to them.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question. By the way, th- thanks to to you and your family for your your grandfather's sacrifice. The and the the, I, I was fortunate fortunate, you know, to to serve in in the you know war on in, in Afghanistan, and we came back to a completely different um su- like support and. Appreciation by our country than the Vietnam veterans did too. So they both experienced just such incredible trauma from 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 fighting in Vietnam um, and then coming back and also b- being labeled as you know as war criminals and baby killers and things like that by our country and then not having a good VA support system to actually take care of them mentally and physically when they got back. So um, you know I, I had a I had a taste of a, a I was a pilot and part of being a pilot. Is is going uh, prior to going to flight school, you have to go to uh, survival school. It's called S-E-R, SEER school, S E R E survival, evasion, resistance, and escape. And it and it's a it's a it's a school that teaches you what to do if if you know you were to crash behind enemy lines and you have to know how to survive. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is what happens if you get picked up as a prisoner of war and have to have to survive that experience. And it, uh, I mean, the, the people that have had to live that in in real life, I R L man they have you know they have my my greatest appreciation and and respect because uh coming back from something like that changes you forever um absolutely but uh to answer your question about about any pushback we get from the veteran community it's actually been uh, the the veteran community has really rallied around um the, the the concept of psychedelics and um and and the 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 capabilities they have to really bring significant change. And I'll g- give you an example. Um, the, v- the VA, the Veterans Affairs launched a podcast, uh, maybe two months ago, and it, it all talking about like new, it was called New Horizons in Health or something like that. So it's talking about new capabilities um, in healthcare specifically for the VA. And the very, the very first episode, their inaugural episode was about psychedelics. And the entire episode talked about they interviewed uh, a soldier who had um, been part of MDMA trials for psychedelics. So you know, MDMA is one of the most, most incredible um, medicines for the treatment of PTSD really? and mental illness. And in the, in the research that's, that's come out, they're, they're now in Phase three trials, The, the FDA actually granted um, uh, a, a breakthrough status to both MDMA and psilocybin back in 2017 um, uh, for the treatment of PTSD and major depressive disorder so that they wow. could be researched and, and kind of fast track through the FDA process. And MDMA itself is, you know, like I said, set to be legalized hopefully next year. It's on track to. it's already um, in late phase three trials. The research shows that 67%, so two out of three individuals with PTSD treated with MDMA after one session, have lost their ptsd diagnosis altogether so with mdma and a therapist two out of three people <sighs> lost their ptsd symptoms and diagnosis altogether and you know i won't get into the science I'm not, not, not really qualified to speak on it but the science of how mdma works on on the brain and puts you in that in that state where you can actually reflect take a step back um, understand you know the 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 causes that led to your mental illness allow you to reframe those and then with the right therapist that can help you integrate that experience you've now gone from the the typical (laughs) the typical um process for an individual to get access to like ketamine assisted therapy in in the military currently is Mm -hmm. well you got to fail three ssris which you know are are antidepressant drugs you've got to have gone through talk therapy You've got to go through several different panels, every step of the way, explaining your story, reliving your trauma over and over again, Mm -hmm. to the point that the VA is finally like, okay, now you can go get, you know, you can go get ketamine therapy. Meanwhile, you're talking to veterans who who are suicidal, who are deeply depressed, who can't connect with other people, who can't leave their house, who can't lead a normal life. And you have these incredibly promising medications, you know, plant medicine, MDMA and ketamine, which wouldn't be considered plant medicine, but, but psychedelics, um, you know, within the psychedelic umbrella that can completely change the nature of somebody's life, not just their life, but the ripple effects that that has, right? Like their community, what they can do when you're active in your community, when you, when you can connect better with your kids and your spouse, it completely changes your life from, from, you know, from, from an acute, um, targeted, you know, focused, treatment as opposed to, well, let's just put you on, you know, let's just put you on antidepressants and get you stable. And hopefully you can numb the pain enough so that you can go about your life. So the, 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 the feedback, it was really interesting. I read a lot of the comments from the podcast, that VA podcast, I told you about after it was posted, there was this guy talking about how he participated in the MDMA, the first MDMA trials, how in, completely impactful it was, how, you know, he had, was looking over his shoulder all the time like tried attempted suicide multiple times you know after his his treatment with MDMA life changed he's he lost his PTSD he's able to actually live a full life um he even like volunteered to go to Ukraine to help with with the crisis in the Ukraine and be on the front lines there like he was completely kind of cured of his his ailments and there were like 4 or 500 uh um uh messages on like below the the podcast itself like comments and it was so interesting to read because you know, they were like split 50-50. I don't know if it was generational or mm. what the split is based. On. It would be interesting to see the demographics. But so many people were, were were commenting. You know, I'm a veteran. This is my background. My life is is you know is a living hell. I've been on SSRIs forever. Like I, anything and ev- anything that can help make a difference in the way that I can I can live. You know, I'll I'll try it. And then there are other people that were like. Oh man, I, I I tried mushrooms or you know LSD or ketamine, and it's completely changed my life. You know so much more than than all the medication and the therapy that I've been on. And then you get a you know a bunch of people with 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 fear and you know kind of kind of with the with with the narrative of oh it's the, the government's trying to you know you know d- do weird things with drugs like they already got <laughs> me addicted to opiate you know opioids and things like that, and now now they're trying to give us psychedelics. Like so there's that healthy you know that there's that fear aspect too. But the, for me, I mean, it, this is why I'm, I'm really leaning into my own platform um, and, and where I've come from and where I'm going. You know, to have uh, you, you know to have a, a West Point graduate, you know, who is an Army officer, Army Ranger. You know, all the all those all those kind of box checks of this person is you know this person is squarely in society and you know part of the part of the part of just the the way that society works. And, and to to be the person that I am and the things that I've been through and kind of the, the qualifications that I've that I've earned over, you know, over my life um, to be telling this story, you know, it, it it's completely kind of changing the dynamics. There's also other organizations that are led by like Navy SEALs, former Navy SEALs that are um, taking individuals, uh, individual military veterans, like to South America, to Peru or Mexico to have ayahuasca, wow. because they're so debilitated. And there's no path to getting that care here in the US, that their organizations run by former special forces, you know, that are taking people out of the country to get that care. So I think there is a, a complete change in the way that this is being perceived. If you're going to be close minded about it, you're going to be close minded about it, right? It's It's like a typical adoption curve of technology, you'll have your You'll have your early adopters. You'll have your people that are just suffering and want to do anything they can to 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 get access to the medicine. Or you know, like me, will go out of their way to figure out how to how to source it and and try it because life is too painful to live the way you're living. Then you got people that are going to be very skeptical of it and, and wait for it to actually you know be 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 integrated into into our 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 narrative, our our healthcare system, our society as you know as. As, as good. Um, but, you know, you think about the concept of leg- legality th- versus de-stigma stigmat- stigmatization, like, le- like op- opi- opioids are, are legal, right? Mm-hmm. And just because something is legal doesn't mean it's good. Things, things used appropriately, um, you know, within moderation or, or with the right care and the right plan and responsibly. The, the, those those are the ways that you need to go about really, um, you know, integrating these medicines into society. Um, it it needs to change from a legalization perspective for sure over time, but but most importantly, the the narrative has to has to shift, and it can't be based on can't be based on fear or narratives from the past about how you'll you know you'll lose your mind if you if you take a psychedelic. Yeah, there's risk. we got to talk about the risks, but, but really the, the rewards are so impactful and, and immediately impactful that, that I, I, I see this as just this movement is just accelerating faster and faster. Um, and, and kind of one of the most dynamic and growing industries that there is. So if you're going to be closed off to it, you're going to be closed off to it until, you know, until you either have a direct experience with somebody in, in your life or, or it meets certain requirements that you you know you check in your mind of okay yeah this is this is you know this is part of society in a way that you know allows me to, to to take the medicine and be comfortable taking the medicine or recommend it instead of just looking at it with distrust and writing it off as something that hippies do so um yeah it's it's an it's an interesting narrative and and i'm kind of like i'm, I'm embracing the challenge i'm up to the challenge and excited about it, there's nothing I love doing, talking about more than, than psychedelics, man. It's a cool thing to talk about, like, Same here. It's so It is. <laughs> um, you know, the experiences that I've had on psychedelics, man, like, I'm sure you guys have, have, have had your own, um, mind blowing in, 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 in ways that, you know, every journey is unique. Every journey is different, but it's, it's such a beautiful, um, you know, beautiful change to the way that we, we examine our own mental health and our own consciousness compared to just, all right, like your brain's broken, take these, take these pills every day for the rest of your life. Yeah.
0: You know? mm, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, definitely the pushback right now is kind of like at the, the people level, but eventually, you know, you're, you're going to reach a stage where it's like corporate, corporate level where the, the people who are making money off of the stuff that they're trying to sell you are no longer making money, you know? So it's, I feel like, uh, there's a lot of destigmatization, destigmatization with not just like, The people but at a corporate level because if you cure and like if you cure something then there's no money to make off the symptoms anymore so that's like the 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 challenges i see where psychedelic therapy is going forward because you know if you fix your brain i can't sell you pills no more that's it like you (laughs) like damn like yeah you lost i lost all my money on you so i feel as though that um, through, you know it's good to have people like you And other people out there And I also wanted to mention how it's interesting How you're actually base in the US Because usually when I see therapies like this There are like in other countries And I usually see that kind of stuff on Netflix So it's like it's interesting to see how close to home it is Like wow like we're moving forward <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean Like people are starting to see that Mushrooms don't make you go crazy you know <laughs> Like <laughs> So
1: you could go. You could go real deep. You could go real deep on mushrooms and and maybe feel like you're going crazy for a little bit. But yes, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, come <laughs> you'll come back eventually. You will come back, and <laughs> may feel like you won't sometimes. You will. <laughs> yeah
0: I mean we've all had that
2: experience (laughs) you know but that's what I love though about this and again I have to thank you so much I probably said like a dozen times but it's just amazing to see like Josh said like how close to home it's coming because we used to see it just abroad like Sweden or wherever and now to see that we're taking this seriously over here thanks to people like you um and of course there's going to be a lot of conspiracies it's going to drive you crazy you're going to lose your mind but the science can't deny it and just like you pointed out my mind is still trying to wrap this around but 66 percent, like you said 66 percent of the people uh reduced or eliminated i believe you said their ptsd or anxiety or parent. um i think that's amazing i think if you look at like the global population of veterans just in the united states alone i don't know the figure on it but even if it was like several hundred several million If you had a chance to improve 66% of their symptoms or eliminate it entirely, you know, why isn't this being taken more seriously? And I'll go even further. Why isn't this a government subsidized program? Why, you know, why isn't funding rolling in like crazy? This is... This is huge. I think you're 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 eliminating the need to, you know, like you said, for for members to go to the Amazon rainforest to have a travel through these hoops just to get SSRIs and then eventually maybe be put on, you know, ketamine therapy. I feel like you're kind of cutting that entire unnecessary gap and eliminating all that potential time for these symptoms to worsen. And you're introducing a clean, you know, medically like therapeutic medical setting scenario for for these people, you know, why isn't this already popping off? Why isn't the government, you know, being like, yes, we want to be a part of this already It confuses me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a great man. That's a great question. I, I love what you say. Why isn't it a government subsidized program? And, and you're absolutely right. I, I, I feel like, uh, I, you know, I'm not in politics and I really don't aspire to be in politics. <laughs> uh, I like to, <laughs> I don't blame I like to you. <laughs> you know, not pay attention to the political news as much as, as I can um but uh the things things change when there's pressure and and because we're a capitalistic society i think things change when there's when there's pressure you know economically um and you have you know you have all the pharmaceutical companies um who who have great lobbies and they stand to make money by you know the, the way things change in the in in the fda approval process for new medications is it takes billions of dollars for a for a pharmaceutical company to take um, to take some medicine from discovery through um, through uh, you know putting into circulation and actually being prescribed like billions of dollars. So there are pharmaceutical companies right now that are actually trying to like you can't patent a mushroom that grows from the ground, but they're trying to isolate the mo- molecules and and patent certain molecules of say psychedelic mushrooms so that they can they can patent the medicine and then have it legalized and then be able to sell it you know, to, insurance companies. um, that's, that's seriously, seriously, like even, <laughs> even I'm um, trying to isolate the, the compounds that, that make, um, that, that aren't the psychedelic portions of the compounds so that they can, um, they can remove like the psychedelic aspect, uh, which maybe will make it more, um, palatable for, you know, for a broader audience, but, mm-hmm. you know, then there's the argument on the other side that, that psychedelic experience is is really where a lot of the, the, the change is coming from. So. Really interesting to think about. I think that um, the, be, because of of where it is, I think we're at kind of like the watershed moment or tipping point of where this is going to become much more, uh, much more, much more prominent. I was just at a um, I was just at a conference in Las Vegas last week. It was a two day conference called the Remind Conference, and it was a psychedelic business conference. And you know they they talked a lot about how the 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 changing um, the, the changing nature in in where we are in psychedelics is going to just move move faster and faster but it's still at a very uh delicate place because you know you could have say like a congressman or senator's son taking mushrooms and getting in a car accident and you know mm. then then what hap- what happens then right then you start pointing fault at at things that you know that are kind of unreasonable to point to point fault at but uh I I believe when it comes to uh, dollars and cents conversation and we really get a quantifiable understanding of the cost of caring for an individual either from an employer or from the government or from the the va um, for somebody who has to exist through a lifetime of mental illness compared to somebody who can receive uh, psychedelic assisted therapy once twice three times and be cured of it, when you look at the difference, not just in the cost. So, so say it's like, uh, if, if you're, if, if you're um, rated by the VA as disabled, which there's millions of veterans with mental health disabilities that are rated by the government who make between two and $4,000 a month tax-free for the rest of their lives as, um, as a disabled veteran, plus receiving therapy and SSRIs every day you know every month or whatever for the rest of their lives when you look at what that costs not just the government the taxpayer but but society in general in terms of well, what is the quality of life of this individual hmm. right what's the negative externalities caused by someone receding from society or you know being being um being uh so depressed that they you know could be reactive and and and, uh, and maybe abusive within their families, right? Because you're, you're dealing with a lot of things. What's the cost of that to society or to individual organizations versus the cost of one, two, or three treatments of a psychedelic assisted therapy? You're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout the lifetime versus, you know, probably less than five or $6,000 um, for what it would take to just take somebody through psychedelic assisted therapy. Um, so that also comes into play with with uh, with insurance companies and, and really large corporations. So um, one individual, uh, I listened to a talk at this conference last week of an individual who runs a company that that um, creates uh, insurance reimbursement for for large corporations to be able to provide psychedelic assisted therapy to their employees. So you know if you had like you know whatever huge company, Coca Cola or you know whatever, saying we offer this to uh, you know psychedelic assisted therapy to our employees. And you get to do that versus having people, you know, having people covered for the, indefinitely for their, um, you know, for other for depression through uh, through traditional pharmaceuticals, or you have a lot of lost work days or things things like that that come with being depressed or having anxiety or mental illness. Like you, you see how there's an incredible imbalance in the cost of caring for an individual um, with with psychedelic assisted therapy or whole more holistic medicine approaches versus just you know, I'll put them into the pipeline, send them, send them to get an SSRI, right? See what works for them and put them in talk therapy and we'll see them like every two weeks for the rest of their lives, right? Completely different. So I do think that it's not going to be too far from now. I hope that it becomes much easier for an individual to get that care because it makes financial sense. It makes societal sense and economic sense at the, you know, at the grand level, at the macro level. Um, and, and, you know, once that really starts to catch on, I think, I think we'll take a, a serious um, relook at, at how we address mental illness, you know, and, and I think coming on, on the heels of the pandemic, where I think a lot of a lot of people came to the realization of what, like, what mental illness really looks like. Yeah. You know, after we've had, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of us have had a Definitely. long time to either sit in our own houses by ourselves or, you know, struggle with, with you know, with, with, our, with our minds and with our lives. Um, or the individuals, you know, that are that are working in that were working in the, you know, the, the like in the grocery stores and the hospitals that really dealt with a ton of challenging situations, and, you know, just like people coming back from war, like they really existed, like in New York City, where you guys were, I was in New Jersey during the pandemic. That was like a war zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the way that it was treated, you know, the, the way that we treated the pandemic and, and nurses and, you know, critical care employees had to had to bear the brunt of that. So you know all all of those people are and and us in society at this point i think are facing that let's look in the mirror and really figure out you know at a at a, at a at, at, you know at a, at, a, at a deep understanding of ourselves and and our communities like what it means to to live a healthy life mentally spiritually physically um and and i think we're just we're just at the very cusp of of those changes really taking place but they're not going to take place on their own right there's there's so much advocacy and so much work that needs to be done and still needs to come through this you know the 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 pro the process of fda approvals of reimbursement yeah I, uh, last thing i'll say real quick and then i'll and i'll stop talking for a second um, <laughs> I, I sat with uh uh an owner of a of a really successful ketamine clinic um in idaho at this conference last week and um and, and they don't they they don't take insurance for the most part, because insurance makes it very difficult to reimburse for ketamine. Mm. Um, now you can actually get referred by the VA to get a ketamine assisted therapy, um, through what are called community partners. So if the VA can't provide the care themselves, um, and you're approved for it, they can find uh, local community care, like local clinics and send you to those clinics. And I, I met with this, this, uh, the, the owner of this ketamine clinic who told me that she has a very successful business. They're growing, they want to build a new site. They've only had two veterans come through and they went through the entire process of working with the VA to get approved, to see veterans and be able to be reimbursed by the VA. They brought two veterans through that process after the veterans got approval from the VA and they still, a year later, never got paid, never got reimbursed by the VA, who made it very difficult. Um, to, to do that process and actually be paid for giving services to veterans that were approved by the VA. So there's still so many challenges just built into the system to, um, to create access to this care. Um, and, and that's another part of what we're trying to build at at PsycheX is helping understand what exactly the VA process is, how it works, and how we can help local clinics um, be put into that pipeline so that they can have veterans uh um referred to them and then actually be reimbursed uh, I, I think that's the biggest that's the biggest way that we'll start to see see change because you know if the va can say oh we've got two million veterans who are rated for ptsd in the in the u.s i think it's something like that or more um uh why can't we just get them this this kind of breakthrough care well, it's not breakthrough but now it's you know it's considered breakthrough care at this point and actually pay the providers you know a fair amount of money for, for providing those services. And then we benefit as the VA and as the government because we don't have to spend so much money on continuing care of these individuals, not to mention, you know, what that individual has to go through, telling their story to four or five boards before they can even, you know, you know, um, panels before they're allowed to actually go get care from a community provider clinic. I mean, that's just re-traumatizing every time you have to do that, you know, let alone, let, let alone having to wait while you may be suicidal, you know, to go in a, and, and get and get care. And I'll be able tell you sometimes, oh, just go give your guns to your neighbor or something like that. Right. Like if you're are suicidal, you so, Oh, my it's, God. It's, it's not the way.
2: Are you kidding me? What? And it makes me sick to my stomach when I hear how little we care for the people that put their lives on the line for our country. And they never asked for anything in return, just that when they got back home, that. They would, as they were told, be taken care of. And I think it's just so baffling to me that essentially for the cost of LASIK eye surgery, which is what some some professions would require and help you pay for, you could get treatment and heal your life in infinitely less time than it would with any other pills or treatment or SSRIs, as you mentioned, infinitely less time over the course of your entire lifetime. You say you could get it done within a couple of treatments. I think it's just baffling. To me, that instead of you know putting money or resources or care into that kind of department, essentially kind of like I look at it like the Uber Eats of like psychedelics kind of at, <laughs> at this point. Not that it's direct to your home, but you know that you can go to some place and actually seek this medication. And uh, again, it's just crazy to me because I remember I I'm not old, but you know when I was younger. I, the only way that I could think of having an ayahuasca trip was going into the rainforest, you know, spending thousands of dollars, spending
0: like with shamans you've never
2: met before. Yeah, (laughs) just a weird situation, you know, not, you're not really home, but that was the closest place that a lot of people could go. And I would watch documentaries of families, you know, traveling, raising money for their, for their veteran neighbors, just for them to go in the rainforest and experience this. And I, I it's just wonderful that like you can take that piece and you can finally bring it back home. And I feel like that's something we've all been like wanting. Um, and I, I, I'm just genuinely curious about like the process, like from if I, like if I was just a random veteran, you know, stumbling on this page, like how would that process work? Like, do I just click find a provider? Do I have to do like any like how does, you know, how does that flow? Or do i even have to be a veteran
3: Uh,
1: so to use our our platform no you you don't have to be a veteran we're we're specifically um uh gathering veteran you know veteran uh veteran inputs separately um, because our goal is to partner with the va and really understand that process so we can help our ket our network of ketamine clinics um and 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 ketamine therapy providers Actually, provide that service to veterans um, when when referred directly from the VA and be able to be paid for those services. So you don't have to be a veteran at all. That's the that's the platform that we're building on is the veteran platform because that's the path that me and my co-founders walked, and really understand and wanna and wanna make a big big dent in early on. I think that's going to be that that real that tipping point is really getting the the veteran adoption, the VA adoption. And then beyond that, moving moving more broadly. But if you're an individual right now, and you go onto our site and you say find a provider, um, we'll either uh, will will either find a help you find a provider in your local area that can help provide those services directly, um, or connect you directly to a provider of those services, um, whether or not there's somebody nearby in our in in our in our um, network or not. Will find you will help you find somebody local because we just believe in getting this care broadly out there, even though you know we're still early in building our network of providers. Um, so if you're an individual you go in there you find a provider you put in your information um, and we would help you find uh, an individual to help provide that care. Um, and it, to, to this point right there's a lot of different platforms that would allow you to uh, to maybe find a a clinic or or a psychedelic assisted therapist that maybe sits with you while you take mushrooms or helps you integrate the experience and they're kind of just scattered um around around the internet in different ways and it's hard to tell what's what's legitimate so a big part of what we're trying to do is help people not just uh not just find a clinic but also um understand the education aspect behind what behind what psychedelic assisted therapy is like what type of medicine they might they might look for and we're specifically focusing on ketamine clinics right now because they are fully legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of there's so much there's so much underground just by the necessity of, you know, of, of the nature of society right now that you really don't know you know what you're looking for. I, I had a guy call me, for instance, um, maybe uh, two months ago and told me that hey, this isn't a, this isn't a veteran situation. This is this is an, an individual uh, called me like two months ago, um, referred from, from a friend who, um, wanted to, wanted to tell me that his, his like great aunt was on her deathbed and to have a psychedelic experience, specifically mushrooms, so that she could experience peace, um, toward the end of her life. She was mm-hmm. like, you know, in bed hospice for the last like week of her life. This this guy who called me had recently um, participated in Johns Hopkins psilocybin trials. So Johns Hopkins is has a center for psychedelic research. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of the the, the preeminent ones, and uh, actually it's 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 uh, the center for um, uh, psychedelics and consciousness, which is really interesting. And um, and he it took him a year to get into the system. To be able to get approved just to participate in those trials participated in those trials he said he had debilitating depression (laughs) two weeks after participating in in his first psilocybin experience he called me and said his life was completely changed his depression was you know largely eliminated he was able to live again and he wanted to be able to provide that same experience to his great aunt who was dying and, and allow her to feel that peace that that he felt um, you know, which is, which is a beautiful thought, right? Like we'd love, we'd love to give that to the people that we care about. And he couldn't find anybody. He lived in, on the East coast. His his, his aunt was on the West coast. Couldn't find anybody to help him, um, sit to, to find somebody to sit with his aunt. He was able to find her mushrooms and had them delivered to her. <laughs> <in California. Sure. laughs> like, like, that's not even legal. Yeah. Um, but, but hell man, you you, th- you see what people go through to, to go through these hurdles to help themselves or the people that they care about. And so we jumped into action. We were able to go through our network and find somebody that could go and actually sit with um, this 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 woman for that experience. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't easy and it wasn't straight th- straightforward. But we have the tools and we have the network and the connections to make that happen, especially in in the near term. In the long term, of course, you know, like we we only launched this company three months ago and it's like mind blowing to me how you know how how quickly we're moving and and how much positive feedback we're getting from so many diverse communities. Um, But, you know, in in the near term, we're going to help every if you if you press contact us or find a provider that information comes directly to my team and we will do everything we can to find you what you need as quickly as you need it Um, and for. For uh, the long-term vision, we we're, we intend to have the the most um, p- um, complete uh, networks of of legal providers and clinics, and ultimately um, a vetting process to to allow people that are just trained in psychedelic assisted therapy, like so they could be trip sitters, they could be facilitators, integration specialists, there geographically um, near you, and find how we can connect you to exactly the person that that is most suitable for you. And then there's also the geographical, um, the the ge- geographical challenges. So what we can do in Colorado and Oregon, and pretty soon Michigan, um, which are you know de- have decriminalized uh, um, certain psychedelics and plant-based medicine, um, what you can receive in person in those places legally could be different than what you can get here, say in Nevada or or for you guys in New York. So really understanding the nuance of the state-by-state challenges. And, um, and the, the, the different types of therapy or psychedelic medicine, even that contributes to the outcome that, that Mm. is best for your individual situation is, is where we come, um, come to play. And I think that's where, that's where our understanding of the individualization of mental health is it, it really shines because we know that, you know, it's none of it's a one size fits all. Um, the system is designed for one size fits all, but everybody has their own traumas and their own challenges, and what they show up to the table with, and what led to them being in the current state that 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 each individual lives in. Um, knowing that there's there's likely a key, you know, hit, hidden within psychedelic medicine to unlock a lot of those traumas, a lot uh, that that mental that mental illness, and help people live more fully. But you got to show up. You know, you got to show up as a patient and really believe, I think, that that you can you can be helped and know that it's just not another it's not a it's not a you know, it's not a, a futile you know, activity to, you know, go to the VA and ask to be seen for mental illness and and actually believe that you're going to be treated and taken care of within a within a matter of, you know, a reasonable period of time, a matter of um, weeks or months versus, you know, versus years or a lifetime. Um, so anyway, that's that's where we come to play, is if you put your information in, we'll help you find a, a provider um, that that is uh, most appropriate for your individual circumstance. And then ultimately, you know, scale that so that we can handle a lot more inflow and and, and ideally be partnered with the VA in the long run so that if you're a veteran with mental health challenges, like, you know, like you guys were saying earlier it should be subsidized by the government in in my mind uh, you know when you leave the military they put you through this very rigorous tra- transition process where you know you have to turn in your equipment and your uniforms and do out processing and get your vaccinations and make sure you know all that kind of stuff as you're leaving the military part of that to me i mean you have there's already a medical out processing you should see a mental health provider and and have the opportunity to sit for a psychedelic um psychedelic <laughs> support a psychedelic medicine session um, with somebody that's, that's certified and trained and with, you know, that's, that's properly vetted by the VA um, to provide these services. But to me, that, that should be a, a, like a step on the way out the door because you know, I think everybody that's been to war comes back with some sort of trauma and really to be able to, to jump into society and be a, the most productive member of society that you can, the most capable and compassionate human being that you can you know, to exist within your community and actually le- live a healthy and abundant life Like, you know, like, you know, psychedelics aren't for everyone and they don't solve everything. But man, can can they make a big difference?
0: Yes, they can. And I was actually going to say that it makes sense to, you know, go through psychedelic therapy because psychedelics are very personal. Everyone's experience is going to be different on psychedelics rather as like, you know, you take this pill and it's supposed to do this one function for you. Like, you know, it, it makes no sense that one size will fit it all. As you said, like, psychedelics are very personal. So, and psychedelics make you dive into yourself. So, you really understand your, you know, your trauma or whatever you went through when you take these substances. So, that's, like, really the biggest, you know, benefit from taking that. So, if anyone's on the fence of, like, you know, you know, wondering about psychedelic therapy, like, you know, take it from first-hand experience from people who've done it already That it's very personal. And it would definitely... Uh, shape your life to, you know, the best it could be. You know, that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> I fully yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Completely,
1: completely agree. You, yeah. You, what, 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 well, um, if you don't mind me asking, what was your guys' first, uh, first foray or, um, experience in, into the psychedelic space?
0: Oh, wow. So <laughs> mine was, uh, I was actually, um, going through like this spiritual like, experience in 20 like 2020 you know everyone was locked in you had nothing to do but think <laughs> all day so my a lot
1: of time with your own mind yeah yeah
0: so I, um i've always you know saw the idea of mushrooms as an interesting concept I, I stay away from acid because it was it was for me it was a synthetic molecule and i was like i don't want to deal with nothing synthetic so um so mushrooms you know they grow out the ground grow out the ground i was like, you know what you know let me try something You know, i've been watching a lot of videos of there's this one guy on on youtube he's like bald he talks about like a bunch of drugs and stuff but he was the one guy i was watching for mushrooms and he was explaining that you know you know it could have profound effects on you you could you know you could you know experience you know insane things so i was like you know what let me try it so i went to my boy's house um and we obtained the mushrooms <laughs> so to say and <laughs> uh we i tried about uh three and a half grams which is like a you know a solid trip and mm-hmm. i tripped balls that's what i would say i went in um i was actually stuck in a loop um i kept um you know sometimes if you had taken you know you're taking a heroic dose i don't know if you've been stuck in that loop of like you know Oh, reliving yeah. or doing the same <laughs> thing like over and over <laughs> again So for me My loop was uh, There was this big trash can And I've told the story a bunch of times But there was this big trash can Like a janitor trash can And me and my best friend Who was actually supposed to come on But he hasn't joined us um, We kept walking around the trash can For like an hour And we couldn't leave So we were like "What? what like, Why are we walking around this trash can And we we're like yo bro like, Yeah I don't know we just can't leave We keep walking around it And (laughs) And then out of nowhere he looks at me and just Walks off and I was like how did he do That he just walks off so I was like Wait I I can do that I can Leave this loop I'm in And then I left the loop and then you know even Though that it took you know Shrooms and you know me not you know being In that state to realize that I could leave You know patterns that are like Not doing me justice like you know it's Experiences are real Wisdom you know what I'm saying Like there's so much things you can read but when you experience the actual like things you're reading it takes a whole different toll on your 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 life you know what i mean it's like a it's like is on is on you know sorry I'm just, Oh am no, no,
1: that's that's a be- no man i appreciate that that's that story that's honestly that's like a beautiful analogy like you could you could listen to that story and say oh man these guys are like be looking at it from you know outs from an outside perspective and go Oh man, these dudes are tripping their balls off. They're just walking around a trash can like, but like the, the lesson, you know, the lesson is what you derive from it, which is that, that you, you can be in control of changing the, 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 the negative thought patterns, um, or feelings that aren't serving you and actually do something about it. Not tomorrow, not next year, but like immediately. Right. You're like, oh. that doesn't that's not serving me anymore that's not that's not healthy or is that really how i want to live but all of a sudden for whatever reason the medicine like you know creates creates that you know that that clean bed of of fresh powder you know in 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 the in the ski slope of your brain you know instead of going down those same tracks over and over again you're able to kind of pave your new way in a way that's healthiest Mm -hmm. for you Wow. And, and the way that you describe that yeah man it's like that's that's exactly that's exactly what it is. You're you're able to rethink, rethink, and reframe, and and do it in a in a in a very short period of time. Um, that's that's awesome, man. I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It shows
0: you it shows you wow. things in such an extreme way. So you're like, oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to like see like little things, but when you see it in such an extreme way, you're like, oh shit, yeah, that works. That's that's what it is. So <laughs> that's what I gained from yeah. that.
1: Yeah, and that's just and that's just and that's just like one experience where you're able to you know extract that lesson, and it really makes it. And the way that you know mushrooms work, they, they see it on brain scans. Is is it's really creating new new links, new new neural links inside your 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 brain. You know, n- neuroplasticity and all that, and you're you're connecting parts of your brain that didn't didn't used to be connected. You're creating new pathways literally inside of our minds. And you're able to now start to think differently and see things differently in a, in a way that's like much healthier than than it than you know the ways that you used to go about your typical patterns, and and that's what's what's beautiful. And you're right, right? It just like grew out of the ground. It's just a mushroom. Like LSD, there's a lot of synthetic stuff, and and you know people need to be nervous about about you know what's synthetic. You know, testing your you should be testing your drugs if you're getting your drugs from you know not non non <laughs> legitimate sources but there's like, there's, 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 right. It's easy to access something like a natural mushroom that's grown out of the ground. You can grow them yourself pretty easily these days. Um, you could find them outside. You could literally find them hiking around, you know, the forest outside. If you know how to, how to recognize them, although there are a lot of poisonous mushrooms, you should be, should be careful with those things, but it's, it's accessible and it, it's, it's, it's truly transformational. You know, you it's, it, it, I, I, I wish with all my heart that it was just, I could just call my doctor and say, you know, just like, just like you said, LASIK, Hey, I'd like to get LASIK on my eye. You know, my eyes aren't, aren't functioning to the best of their ability. Can I, can I see what, what's available to, to, to help, help my eyesight? Like if you could call your doctor and do that same thing, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling pretty depressed. Like. i'd I'd like to talk to somebody about it Um, and i've read about psychedelic assisted care is there a way that i could i could talk to somebody about that and they're like oh yeah we'll refer you to this person and go talk and see see if it's right for you and then if, if it is it's reimbursable by the insurance and you can go on your merry way like what a world that doesn't seem like it's so so much of an impossibility
0: we all pray for a time like that definitely i can't wait for a time like that where people who are having these serious issues can actually get the care that they need. You know, like, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I think if more yeah, people woke up Yeah, you know, it's, we'll it's interesting, like
1: what, some of my first, uh, my, my most impactful um, psychedelic experiences were with my mom. Um, she's actually the first person I called uh, after my, <laughs> I, I was pretty sure I was dead after my, my first. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how, that's <laughs> how it is, yep. <laughs> is this real i was i was actually positive i was dead i was thinking like (laughs) that the entire world is just a projection of of my own my own you know consciousness Mm. and no matter if i called anybody it would only be me that was picking up the phone on the other end so you know i was like i was seriously like i'd taken the red pill and there was no going back oh my god in my mind and finally like after six hours or something I, i i facetimed my mom and she's kind of an she's like an old hippie from the 60s too she was a she, she, LSD was her, her first, her first love. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, and so we got to connect on that, but she like really, you know, I was like, mom, I think, think I've also had some really challenging DMT experiences where I've called, where I've called my mom and <laughs> she answers the phone and she's like, nope, you're still alive. Like, just breathe. You know, oh man. Back, back to normal. I you were <laughs> thankful back to for normal. your mom. <laughs> you know, what? long, but, but like, yeah, she's great. But, um, but then, you know, we, we lost my father's suicide when I was four. Um, you know, my, my parents, my, my mom and stepdad sent me away to military boarding school when I was 14, you know, I've had so much like resentment and anger toward them my whole life. Um, and then, you know, after taking mushrooms and getting into psychedelics myself, I was able to reframe everything from a perspective of, 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 of love and forgiveness and kindness and empathy and understanding. Whereas it used to just be like resentment and grudges and, you know, holding things against people and you know, like being angry forever at my mom, because she sent me away, you know, when I was young, instead of being there for me as a mom, and instead, you know, being able to recognize, like, hey, life is hard for everybody, you know, life is hard for everybody. And everybody's experiences is their own experience. And you can't just you can't hold grudges forever, right? If you if if, if you if you can't forgive, then you, you know, you're poisoning your own mind, right? Like, you're, you're you're holding yourself back from experiencing um you know the 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 joys and the happiness that comes from living a life that's unburdened by by negative emotions and so when i got into it and i finally had my first experience psychedelic experience with, with my mom which was like last summer we took mushrooms together we connected on such a level on a level that i mean it was it was absolutely it was so beautiful it was like it was like it was actually like seeing the person that like birthed me into this world you know, that grew me in her body from the, from a completely new lens, you know, from like just gratitude and appreciation that I had, you know, my, my mom in my life and she loved me and, you know, I could, I could, I could make new memories and reframe the way that we've, we've looked at the past and we've had, you know, multiple, multiple, um, sessions since then. And, uh, you know, every time it's like, we're healing to another level, we're able to really grow as individuals um, and find new common ground that would have been impossible. I mean, impossible, right? Like would have taken, you you know, like maybe therapy for the rest of my life, who the hell knows? But, but, um, it's, it's, it's beautiful that these kinds of things are, you know, are, are now becoming more accessible and more tolerated and hopefully, hopefully, you know, legal or, or, or accessible in a legal way much, much sooner. I mean, the, 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 the impacts of psychedelics on, on addiction and, you know, and on depression, on obesity, you know, on, on, on relationships on marriage counseling, like all of those are being studied right now. And I've listened to panels on all of these things, you know, on, on the veteran community, on, on, on everything, you know, mental illness related, there is a probably research being done right now to help uh, um, to help Prove the effectiveness of psychedelic medicines for all these indications, and um, you know I think it's just a matter of time, be, just because of the way that our medical, our FDA, you know, approval system works. Matter of time before we we see these things approved for a ton of different um, mental mental health challenges, or you know, different different addictions, or you know, impacts like they're they're being even used for treating traumatic brain injuries for for uh like NFL players who have oh, wow. who have had concussions like they can literally certain psychedelics can literally re- regrow um brain matter wow. where it's been where it's been impacted before so I oh, wow. didn't know Sky is the limit on, That's insane. on capabilities and I I really truly believe that Yeah seriously man ser- like I'm, and and it's 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 not bullshit it's like completely <laughs> like I'm completely like this is what the research shows and it's like wow what, what is the world going to look like when we can all, when we can all take a step up in our, in our level of consciousness, you know, and, and also like heal all the, like so many of the divides. So somebody told me the other day though. So I was, I was, um, I was actually born in, in Israel um, and I was born in Jerusalem back in the eighties. And my, my mother is a, a, an American Jew. My father was a, a Christian Arab who um, ultimately converted to Judaism when, when my parents moved to the U S when I was two, so you know that obviously the you know the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I don't want to get into that a- at all, but like that's obviously you know been in the news significantly over the last couple of months. So people ask me about it because they know my background. You now I was literally born with one parent who is Jewish and one parent that's you know Arab background, and wow. um, and you know somebody's told me the other day like, do you think that psychedelics could help? Like you know people <laughs> in the Middle East <laughs> yeah, you get two people into a room taking psychedelics together like they will see each other you know? yeah <laughs> so i would love to see you know, that we're all just like you know can you believe that like we're all just animated skeletons right like with a yeah. soul and some sort of life energy that that gives us you know gives us uh, consciousness and life but we just are all nurtured into different environments right different yeah. traumas from childhood um like you don't you don't come out of the womb hating another group of people because of their skin color their religion right that's like taught to us Mm -hmm. so so curing like multi generations of trauma that's just built into the structure and the fabric of your society shoot man that's going to take a long time but but (laughs) i haven't i haven't seen anything more promising than the than than what, what what psychedelics look like they can do um to actually you know not just heal individuals but ultimately you know heal those 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 multi-layered you know interdimensional trauma that that should, that seems impossible in the current environment to change you know with the tools that are at our disposal today yeah or, or legally at our disposal today
2: <laughs> well I, and and it's so beautiful just as you mentioned um how you start to like unravel these multi-layers of trauma and even I, I remember during my experience and I could talk about, you know, the specifics, the physical factors of what happened, but really it wasn't about that. It was kind of about like the crater that that experience left behind. And what it left behind was the realization that, you know, that it, you start to realize that, well, now you have this choice you have, you can break out of these pre-existing habits or these traumas and and i kind of view the i kind of view psychedelics whatever you may choose as like the fruit of the gods and the fruit of the gods being this this ultimate choice this choice of what you want to be and what you want to do and it's and it's funny when i say it because I, I, you know fruit of the gods it sounds like something that you're given but it's something that you've always had and i think psychedelics like i said whatever you may choose kind of crackles that open or or melts down whatever your your. you're your solid structure of who you used to be was and it allows you to mold yourself into something new and i think if people start to realize and maybe they don't even have to take these but if they start to realize that they have a choice over their emotions and what they put out into this world it'd be a much healthier planet to live on and that's what i learned specifically from my experience just on of uh, uh it was actually off of mdma that i learned that off of where I felt like, wow, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I now I feel like I have this choice. I used to be super like anxious that I could, that I would have to like burrow down into my old habits. But then I, but I looked in the mirror one time and I, was, I realized after the experience, I was like, whoa, like I have a choice to be happy. Crazy, and it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds so silly, right? No, it's so simple. It sounds too. so simple. You have a choice when you put it like that. Obviously, it sounds simple. But that experience somehow or some way showed that. And another beautiful thing that I I love about your company is that you didn't just mention that it was just shrooms. We're just a shroom therapy thing or ketamine is the fact that you want to branch out into multiple different aspects of psychedelics because, you know, not just one heals everything and not one person is healed by one thing. And so I love that you have this artificial intelligence software and this personal thing where you can say like, oh, you know, maybe you'll benefit more from the psychedelic experience from shrooms or MDMA or ketamine and kind of tailor it to somebody. Because and again, like I mentioned, like before, I would have to you know speak to a best friend and he would tell me. Yeah, he knows take, a guy. Just
0: take five grams of shrooms. <laughs> I
2: know this guy. He'll heal you. And it's like you know, it's like it's you have to so go through like a shady, gotta go
0: through like a <laughs> shady go like <laughs> transfer. You got to meet this random guy that you don't know. Yeah, you know I've, I mean? I've gotten <laughs> shrooms from this one guy in like a like a pack of tin foil, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> <like,
3: laughs> It's so like Yo. I ate it, you
2: know. I took it, and it was a wonderful experience. But it just you know for people yeah. who are you know maybe 40 50 60 70 however old you are you know some people some people don't even know where to get weed around the block you know i've i've had
0: so to, <laughs> yeah. for
2: shrooms and mdma something that they might need it's incredible to see that there is finally it feels like a burden lifted lifted off of my shoulders where like there's like a a software or a tool where anybody can go and receive the care that they need and not talk to some shady guy in a corner with <laughs> psychedelics in the <a> tinfoil <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah that's
0: what you need yeah opens this coat no that's, a, that's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's
1: a great point i mean that was that was my first foray into pl- i mean i grew up in denver in the you know in the 90s where you know like it wasn't the denver today but it's just it's it's a, ver- a, a version of the denver that that it is today you know where where there's you know that dispensers ever first first legal cannabis state or decriminalized cannabis state and when i got out of the military you know i, I, I think the the statute of limitations has passed but you know, I don't know but when i got out of the military you know i was living in a state that it that that medical and legal cannabis um did not exist a, in that state or any surrounding state at the time and so i was I was thought the same thing to myself i was like i really want to access cannabis like i'm from denver i've got a i've got an understanding of what it you know what it is i know that it's beneficial i think it's ridiculous that we live you know we live in a in a in a country where something can be like throw you in jail in one state and in another state like be sold at the corner you know at the corner store <laughs> yeah. right? like it's kind of crazy <laughs> so i decided to just grow you know grow my own canvas that was my first i was my first entry into it um uh you know my it it it, it caused it caused issues in my marriage right because my my wife you know <laughs> kind of wrote wrote me off at the time as a as a pothead or a stoner you know mm. like i was doing something illegal and for me i was like i just need something to numb the pain because otherwise i'm just drinking you know and i'm and i'm getting and i'm and i'm just existing in this in this negative fog and i found a lot of a lot of uh, value in, in cannabis at the time but but you're right with with like with with psychedelics and and other other drugs that you can access um like my first thought to myself was wait i i'm not just gonna go stand at a corner how do you I'm in my. I'm like 30 years old. How do I find a I find a drug dealer? Like, do I go on Craigslist no. you now. You know, like, it's, I go on Reddit. I don't know where to go to, right? Yeah. I'm like, you, know. <laughs> you know, like it, it was. A, it was one of those things. Like I had to be just t- tell myself, no, I'm just going to be self reliant and I'll figure it out. You know, and I'll deal deal with the consequences. But the but the trade off of actually getting the the benefit mentally psychologically emotionally you know was was worth the pursuit um but not everybody you know not everybody is equipped to to do that not everybody has the know-how you know or or the desire or you know wants to maybe put their families in jeopardy by you know growing mushrooms in their closet or something like that but um yeah yeah, in the world where where you actually know what you're getting and it's tested and it's you know it's available to you like there's so much there's just so much benefit um to, to having that choice. And, and I also want to mention, you mentioned that, A, that AI aspect of, of our company, and that's actually one of the most exciting parts that we're, um, that's, that's built into our platform and is only going to get better as we continue to tra- train our AI models. I think that like two of the, the, the fastest growing, um, industries right now in, in the country are are in uh ai and and in in psychedelics uh, just just the the massive you know just you know exponential growth in both of these in industries that we've either seen or are projected to see in the next in the next couple months and uh, interesting the way i think about it is is that they're kind of inter intertwined in a way when you think about the way like once you've once you've had psychedelics and you've kind of seen or taken mushrooms enough time or even just microdose and your brain starts to work in different ways where Connections are happening that didn't used to happen before. You're you're able to relate one thing to another thing, and 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 a lot of things in your life just start to make more sense. I, to, to me, it reminds. I I don't want people to think that this is exactly like what it is because it's not. But if you guys have ever seen that Bradley movie, Bradley Cooper movie, Limitless. Yes. Oh yes. Like yeah. a pill and it makes him completely tuned into whatever you know. He's like like it's there's like you know he can remember like things from his high school science class and tie that into whatever he's got you know. Fighting Mm -hmm. whatever is gonna do. I don't know, but like, it's kind of like that where you start to make all these connections. That's what AI does in a big way, right? You ask, you ask ChatGPT a question, and it's pulling from so many different resources and thinking like an interconnected human brain to be able to like give you something that just a, a typical internet search could never do. It's it's the next evolution of that, and I think that they they kind of to me they're 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 similar in nature to. Um, like the, 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 the outcome that, that you're getting from using AI or using psychedelics, uh, like a more connected, comprehensive, um, output of whatever you're trying to do. Um, and so for AI in particular in in our platform in the, in the long-term and we're building it currently is, uh, is, is like a, a chat bot or, or, or that form of, you know, like a chat GPT type of engagement where you can just go and ask a bot a few questions and it can very quickly find out, you know, it can be empathetic. It can be completely versed in, in all things, psychedelics and therapy. It can kind of, it can read everything that, that, that you're, you're giving it from, if you're on your mobile device, like your, the way your eyes move, the way your <laughs> speech pattern is, you know, all those kinds of things that contribute to a, a comprehensive understanding of like what your current mental, mental state is and, and ultimately help with the fewest amount of inputs and questions get you wow. to the, you know, the, 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 the best version of, of support that you need without, you know, just kind of, all right, answer these four questions. We'll you'll meet with a counselor and then, you know, they'll do it, you know, a, a <laughs> 30 minute onboarding call with you and then they'll refer you to this clinic. And hopefully this is the right path, you know, get completely different when you can really use technology to fine tune what it is, um, would be the, the, the most perfect or most accurate solution to what it is that you're, you're, you're challenged with.
2: That is so cool though. So, I mean, is is that the goal is just like, you know, Hypothetically, you know, one day somebody can, you know, get on like a video or something and either with a person or an AI, it can quickly diagnose them to the best of its ability using its neural networks, like their speech pattern, like you said, or, you know, if they're jittery or whatever they're saying about themselves and kind of eliminate the the uncomfortability around, you know, professing that to a personal like a real person. And maybe, you know, maybe they hold something back from somebody, an actual person. Maybe they're more honest with artificial intelligence. You know,
1: that, that is, you're absolutely right. Uh, that, that is, that is the ultimate goal. Um, it's not just that, yeah, people, you know, not, it's not that people aren't not honest with others, which is, I think a big aspect of mental health. Like, you're not, you know, like I remember when they, when I would go in to see a, a therapist through the VA and they would ask me if I had thoughts of harming myself, like, even if I did more than likely I would say no you know it's like it's like a, that because that's uncomfortable to talk about you're like well if I say yes what does that mean are they gonna you know do they does something happen in my record or whatever right like you have all those those thoughts that go through your head um, but being able to not have to revisit your story over and over again you know mm-hmm. through through different therapists to find the therapist that works for you you know just being able to, interact with the the minimum amount of interaction and dialogue between you and either like a chat bot or a human being to get you exactly what you need as quickly as possible is is the goal it's it's how quickly can we can we take somebody that that recognizes the need for help, that they need help and 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 actually getting them into the help that they need and how can we quickly you know cu- cut through all of the all the processes that aren't Aren't, um, aren't helping make that happen as swiftly as possible. And, and, I, and I think technology is, is absolutely a, a major way to accomplish that. Um, and you know, the, there's a statistic that sticks in my head that, that's, um, that I learned while I was uh, you know, doing my business plan and building my company, which is that on average, it takes an individual uh, 11 years, 11 years from the onset of symptoms of mental illness to actually starting to seek treatment Ele- 11 wow. years you start wow. to feel like oh, i might be depressed or whatever <sighs> like that or you don't really recognize what's going on you don't go seek help for 11 years and then Damn. how long after that before you actually find the right help that you need right whereas if i could if if it were me you know and i could and i knew that there was a site that you know that i was interested in in you know in psychedelic assisted therapy and maybe uh like i I felt safe about it and it was a certain place where it was legal in the country or decriminalized and i could just go you know interact with a with a bot for you know three or five minutes find exactly the exact clinic that i need have that booked be meeting with with you know with uh that 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 provider and have that done within you know 48 hours 72 hours like that—that that would change the game for me, right? Like, how how much more open to um, going to seek out that therapy would you would you be versus putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and be like, I don't have time. To- I don't have time to do it right now, or I got you know do it around work and kids and whatever. But if you're like, no, I can actually get this solved quickly without yeah. heartache, and have a solution that's going to dramatically change my life because this is what the research says, and my neighbors have done it, and I've heard about it from my from my you know from my social network, like you know, that's, that's, it's it's such a different avenue to actually living a healthy, you know, a a healthy um, life, you know, uh, spiritually and, you know, physically and mentally. Yeah, And,
2: you know, there's a lot of people. Spiritually
1: is a big, is a big one too. I think a lot of people, you know, like kind of write off, I used to write off, you know, the woo woo kind of statements like (laughs) spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I didn't differentiate between like religion and spirituality very much. But at this point in my life and after kind of experiencing what i've experienced um the spirituality uh, portion has has also been a huge um like change in in my life when i think about what what spirituality means to me and what psychedelics have contributed to that which for me spirituality means like feeling connected to myself and feeling connected to the universe and to the community around me right it's not it's not belief you know it's, it doesn't have to be belief in some higher power or whatever it doesn't have to be anything religious it's just do i do i do i feel more than just an isolated human being in in this body in this point in time or am i actually part of something bigger and something more meaningful and um i i forget which 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 one of you said earlier but there's there's the difference between like intellectualizing something and, and 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 reasoning in your head oh yeah well you know there must be this or or I can reason that I should feel like I shouldn't feel depressed, and I can understand what that's like, and and the di- and the difference between that, like the intellectual side of it, and the full body like feeling of it, and internalization of wow, I just went through an experience. I just walked around a garbage can for you know <laughs> yeah. two hours. And, oh, and, oh man, no, I no, I realize I don't need to walk around that garbage can anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's definitely that how is it
0: so symbolic. Yeah, what's the, yeah that garbage can will. Yeah, we should get. I'm a. I'm a we get our studio. I'm gonna have that garbage <laughs> you gotta can. We gotta bring that garbage can. I yeah. that garbage can. <laughs> but I was gonna say that psychedelics definitely, you know, wh- one thing about it is that it connects you to yourself. And that's the ultimate treatment in my understanding of the psychedelics because uh, when you're connected to yourself, you feel, like, you feel like your power is restored in yourself again. You don't feel like you're lost or something else is supposed to come save you or this, this, and that. You feel like you're, you're, you're in your full power and you understand what, what's going on. You can move forward from that instead of relying on external sources to treat you when the only ultimate person who can treat you is yourself. And psychedelics do do that in a way. It helps you like look into yourself. Yeah, there's people who can guide you to that and help you with that. And that's why you know if people are out there. But ultimately, the trip is going to make you look into yourself. And that's the real treatment, in my opinion.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I think about that movie. You know, remember the movie Goodwill Hunting with with uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. You guys see that movie? I haven't seen. it. I him, know but,
2: the movie, oh. but yeah, I haven't watched the full thing.
1: <laughs> oh, it's got it's got Robin Williams in it, but the, this um, there's this part toward the end. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you know, but there's this part. the toward the end where. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, what I'm going to tell you well, If you want to watch okay. the movie, it's a good journey, but oh, you know, okay, to, okay, To watch, but um, what I'm telling you won't ruin the movie. Uh, but there's this part toward the end where you know Matt 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 Damon comes from like a troubled background. I think he's going to Harvard and he's meeting with uh, Robin Williams, who I think is a psychologist or something like that. I can't quite remember. But but um, you know he's kind of this Matt Damon's like all you know kind of angry at the world and very you know me against the world and um, kind of ignores the trauma from his past. And then there's this beautiful scene that I think every, anybody that's seen the movie like this is what you remember from the movie is where Robin Williams is standing in front of Matt Damon. Just telling him over and over again, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And Matt Damon keeps saying, I know, man. Why you keep telling me like fuck off, dude? You keep saying this over and over again. I get it. I get it. And Robin Williams says it like 30 times in a row to him until like Matt Damon just breaks down crying and finally like he's like, Oh, you know, finally recognizes what it means to to hear it's not your fault and internalize what that means. And it's a beautiful scene um, wow. that that to me is really like emblematic of the journey that you go on on psychedelics but like think about what it takes to have to have trust in a say a therapist or a family member or somebody that you can talk at tell, tell everything to and that can help you see things through a new perspective and help you understand that whatever you went through in life is truly not your fault it, you're just a you know you're a victim of your circumstances you're just like this is the way that life You know, like we are in this present moment of life. We can't do anything about anything that led to this moment. All we can do is understand it, you know, and hopefully be at peace with it and move forward. And, and psychedelics can you know, can, can, can play that role in a big way where, where you, you, you recognize you really fully recognize and internalize that life is what you make it to be. And the thing that you can control, the only thing that you can control really is your mindset. How you how you approach the world, um, what you give your attention to, you know, what you allow to dominate your thoughts, how you process your emotions, how you receive all the inputs and then what you do about it. Right. Like when you control your your mindset and you understand and you're at peace in the world. Like like every day, you know, I, I like to say every day is the best day of my life. You know, today's the best day of my life, tomorrow will be even better. You know, the day after that will be even better than, than that. Wow. Because I, I I'm at peace you know, like I have love, I I know what that feels like, I know what loving myself feels like and forgiving myself and forgiving other people. And because of all those things, like life is life feels abundant, you know, it doesn't have to be financially abundant or anything like that. But you can have, you know, positive relationships, such positive relationships, because you're able to be vulnerable, be able to be open about who you are and 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 not feel the fear of judgment because you're at peace with yourself and you've come to terms with with who you are internally. Although you know, every time you make it to a new step in your journey, there's always another layer to shed. Right? You're always we're always mm-hmm. making progress. Every time we learn more about ourselves, it just opens the door to learn even more about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's kind of the that becomes more of the the beauty of the life journey, you know, and and kind of the that 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 the magic dust of it versus. Um, you know, versus just feeling like you just got you're just making it one day at a time and, you know, and, and all, all you're doing is getting through, you know, taking your head off the pillow and putting your head back down on the pillow at the end of the day. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully not having bad dreams while, while you're asleep, but <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a completely different approach to living.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes the, the hardest thing is not realizing what it is that you need to in order to move on. Um, and I know I experienced that in the past. Um, and I think that's also the benefit of psychedelics or even just, you know, resetting yourself and uh, just being, you know, focusing more back on spirituality. And I mean, just for a small example that, you know, like I never realized what, um, well, I, I, I didn't have my father um, after I was four as well. Coincidentally, fortunately, um, he he is still alive today, but he wasn't in my life uh, for a large period of time. And I never even knew that that was a problem. And it wasn't until, you know, delving into these aspects and reconnecting with my inner self that I realized like, oh, wow, this was something that was bringing me down in some sort of way that I never even realized in the back of my mind. And I owe it to the discovery of Uh, psychedelic experiences and whatnot and i realized this actually on an endogenous trip not on anything but it's what led me to um the the further exploration of things which went even further down and like you said like every door that i opened was another door that i realized all right you know i can walk through this one and this one and every day after that was like i'm like me accepting the challenge of becoming better rather than being weighed down by it and it completely changed my entire neural network ever since that day and i owe it honestly to the, the exploration mm. discovery of of spirituality and psychedelics truthfully
1: oh man that's yeah that's beautiful i appreciate thanks for sharing that you're, you're absolutely right that that uh, the ability to take control over your your thoughts and the way you process things is it, it's it dramatically changes you know there, i i consider my life you know before psychedelics and after psychedelics because wow. you know, I'm, I'm a version of the same person, but I'm, it's, it's like, it's like, I've, I've been able to make peace with everything that came before me and now can actually live life in the present with hope about the future without feeling anchored to some, something in the past mm. that has control over me. And, and I, I mean, I say this, I say this a lot, but I, I truly, I like, I wish, I wish that everybody in, the, everybody in the world could just have just like a taste, a small taste of what <laughs> <that> peace <laughs> and tranquility, you know, it really feels like that, that feeling of just, just being grateful for your existence and hopeful about, you know, what, what the world has in store for you and, and feeling empowered to actually drive your life in a direction without feeling like you're just a victim of your circumstances and things are always happening to you and you you get that during a psychedelic experience uh, hopefully or you know if it's if it's done responsibly you know but you, maybe you'll get it either way but you know the, the mushrooms have a way of showing you what you need to know <laughs> regardless of what yeah, like so, yeah. you have going into it but but yeah like that that freedom of 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 the mind i think is what is what the is what lies in that the power of psychedelics um, you know i don't know if, if that's a that, that that sometimes is a, is a scary thought for for individuals um that's that's something i i hear about that you know pe- people say oh, i'm so nervous about taking psychedelics because you know what if what if what if like a lot of things change in my mind and i can't and i and i can't go back and i'm like i'm like man my, my response is usually like the, the feelings that you're having like the, the hesitation or trepidation about about trying psychedelics like because of what it might you know unearth and release in you is is the exact same like place inside of you that is going to be so grateful mm-hmm. to yourself for for taking the journey after you've had the journey <laughs> exactly. you are know? like why did i wait so long exactly. oh that's what I, this, this is what i was afraid of i was afraid of i was afraid of feeling at peace <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> if i don't have things to cling on to you know, if I'm not clinging to anger at this person, you know, or hating my boss or, you know, pissed off at my parents or angry at my spouse or, you know, w- w- taking things out on other people that are really part of my, you know, the my internal traumas that I've just, you know, manifested and carried forward in different ways, then then what am I? Yeah. Well, then you get to sit with yourself in stillness, right? So <laughs> med- meditation is good for, but that's when you get to, you know, really ask yourself the hard questions, but ask yourself those questions from from a place of, of, of peace and, you know, equanimity and feeling like you're, you're in control and empowered to, um, to, to, to lead your life in a, in a healthy and productive way, as opposed to just feeling trapped by circumstance.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. (laughs) there's a lot of
2: people like within our community as well who have typed in the comments you know i you know i'm scared or i wish i could try shrooms or i have tried shrooms but it was just a weird experience there's a lot of people within our community who would actually benefit by this even veterans i think there's a couple of veterans who who are in the community who comment on this as well Oh yeah definitely yeah and they talk about you know their experience and i think like this is just this could benefit so many people and i'm so glad that we're having it on the show
0: you know you know what it is uh there's a there's a lot of fears that go into this because one you got the propaganda that came out in the war on drugs right so you got like all those crazy animations that the cia basically made yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so you're like oh it'll take shrooms that's what's gonna happen to me like you know uh, you brain
3: got
1: on
0: drugs yeah <laughs> you seen the commercial with the fried egg or something yeah yeah, this yeah is the your, fried egg this your is, is your brain on shrooms <laughs> yeah <laughs> So you you got that aspect, an actual government agency telling you, listen, you're going to fry your brain, right? And some people are really, you know, they look to authority to get validation. So that's one um, aspect of that. And then you have the other aspect of people online who have taken these substances and they just have like, you know, you know, bad trips happen, but it's not like as often as people think. Where like you know they have this insane bad trip and they write like a like two pages on Reddit explaining in depth how like they felt like they were like an <laughs> atom in this universe and they were nothing to anyone you know stuff like that and you people read that stuff for like two in the morning and like uh-uh I'm not no. taking that <laughs> I'm not <laughs> taking that you know what I mean but, like, but but the thing is though with that
2: and and there was always something that k- that is a kink in in their story it it's either it's either the setting the mindset or the quality of the product. And there's usually something within somebody's experience that leads to them having a bad one. And I think having like, people don't realize having like that three, that trifecta of, of, of a perfect experience is really important to guiding you through that and actually helping you rather than hurting, you
0: know? Yeah. You gotta be open to the experience rather than like, uh, taking it just cause or just taking it because you feel like, Oh, you know, uh, what's it called I just want to take it I just want to to take it you know what I mean like all my friends are doing there's some people that do take these substances just because they think (laughs) it's cool you know and those are the ones those those types of ones are like are the most dangerous most prone to having those types of experiences because you're like like you said the shrooms will tell you what you need to know not yeah. what you want to know <laughs> exactly it's a crazy teacher right there i had somebody um come up to me and
1: they've, they've like evolved with us over the over the history of the earth you know like mm-hmm. there's it, it's it's pretty amazing there's has been so much information coming out i think maybe two or three years ago that the, the like plant system used to be kind of divided into uh fu- um uh flora and fauna and then and then fungi was added once it was discovered that fungi are actually like their own kind of thing and what was what was discovered is that they're actually closer um in evolution to humans than to plants like the way that they're the way that they root underground with their it's called like a mycelium network it's like the internet or the brain but it's it there's like essentially like all of the you know there's there's tons of 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 knowledge and wisdom that comes with you know that plant-based medicine like you hear about ayahuasca there's a spirit of the medicine right it's like connects you with mother earth and consciousness you start talking about this and you you get people writing you off about about it being too woo woo but yeah yeah <laughs> the reality is that you know that like it's you're 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 communing with with a very powerful natural substance um and i think you know the ones that aren't natural like lsd or like ketamine and mdma that are that are synthetic and made in a lab um those are still acting on your on your on your on your consciousness on your mind in a you know in a similar way within their own structure but they're they're kind of uh, the way that i i kind of think about them is that they're kind of bringing down the natural human mind you know boundaries or walls that we have built up or that we've 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 developed through the course of evolution right so you know, if it, it's, it's, it's not evolutionarily positive for us to exist in, in an MDMA state all the time, right? Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you couldn't, couldn't survive, uh, you know, a lion chasing you or something like that. because you'd be. Trying to but, yeah. you know, like, those, those people get wor- worked out by Darwin, but you know, like that, there's, there's the, there's, there's the way that these medicines like decrease the barriers between you and, and really experiencing the full capacity of, of emotions, of like universal consciousness, you know, and, and the connection to yourself and into, you know, to to the to the greater world that uh, yeah, they, and, and mushrooms are such a beautiful, are, you know, are such a beautiful entry point for people. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta take it with the right set, the right setting, right? Set means mindset. So you're in a healthy place in your mind. <coughs> setting means you're in the good physical environment. And then with the right, um, either facilitator or trip sitter, you know, like it's as much as, you know, I can say, well, my first one and many of mine have been by myself. I've also had very challenging experiences when taking, um, when taking medicine by, you know, some of the psychedelics by myself also that, you know, that, uh, that have been some of the most terrifying experiences I've, I've, I've ever had in my life. Um, but there is a difference, I think, between a, Uh, a a challenging trip and a bad trip. Mm. And I I think bad trips are fewer, you know, are are much fewer than people make them out to be challenging trips. I think people, people will interchange with a bad trip just because it's not, it's not beautiful and, you know, you know, feeling euphoric the entire time. um, And maybe you're going through something very challenging where you have to confront one of your traumas. That doesn't make it a bad trip that might make it a challenging trip. And you still have, so much to learn from. You have more to learn from the challenging trips, I think, and mm-hmm. from the the blissful trips. And and truly, like in, in my experience, most most trips comprise some aspects of, of all of all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Set, setting dependent. But yeah, you need to be in a you need to be in that in that um, safe place. Like you you. It, I I also don't think that there's anything necessarily um, like wrong about approaching psychedelics and plant-based medicine um you know not entirely from a therapeutic sense right there's there is like if you guys have ever listened to mushrooms and sat and, and listened to music or connected with friends yeah. you know like there's you know, people taking, you know go, go to go to festivals and you can have a really beautiful experience um those people aren't wrong because they're doing they're doing those things there's just a a responsible way to a- approach the medicine um, and it's, you know, it's not just, it's not just healing. That's a start. It's also mind expansion. It's also improving your peak performance, um, in, in, in physical and mental ways. So there's so much benefit that comes with it that it's, you know, to me, the healing aspect, the therapy aspect is, is, is like just the start. And once we get, once we're, once we're there, like, man, the sky's the limit for where we can go, where, you know, where we can go as a society and mm-hmm. a civilization.
0: I wanted to ask, so you said you've done... Psilocybin. You said, have you been? you've done, you've done DMT too, right?
1: Yeah. Have you done like, many times? have you
0: done the one where you smoke or have you licked the toad? Have you done that?
1: <laughs> um. So the, yes, yeah, so there's, a, there's, there's two different forms of DMT. So at this point, at this point, I haven't, I mean, there's many, many psychedelics versions of psychedelics, but um, I think, I think I've experienced, I've experienced many of them from, you know, psilocybin to LSD, to MDMA, to ketamine, um, and DMT. Um, and there are two different forms of DMT. There's, uh, what's called, uh, these are the chemical compounds nn and DMT and five MEO DMT one, um, and DMT is the more common version of DMT that you'll, you'll hear about that's like exists in all of our bodies and it exists in it's, it's, what's the, the typical DMT used in, in ayahuasca brew. Mm-hmm. And that comes from like a like a plant or a root bark that um that is used, and then the DMT can be extracted from that. So that's pretty easy um for you know uh, for, for people to, to make themselves or, or whatever or find, you know, it's readily available. The other one, five meo dmt, is the extraction from the, the toad venom, and then that is smoked. It's also called bufo, B-U-F-O is what you'll you'll see it referred to, or if people will just call it five MeO. And, and those are two, I actually haven't tried five MEO, but those are the way I I understand it is there's a two completely different experiences. Mm -hmm. DMT is, um, I mean, it can be one of the most insane experiences you've ever had. It can be an incredibly beautiful experience. There's like a breakthrough level once you've, so you can, you can smoke it you can vape it. There's a lot of different ways to actually ingest it. Um, but when you take a certain amount, you kind of break through into, Uh, a new dimension right Joe Rogan talks a lot about it yeah um, you know when when people when people think about DMT they often think about Joe Rogan and that that is a very like interconnected kind of feeling with the world and you you um, when people describe like near-death experiences or you know maybe they were they they died on an operating table or resuscitated or were drowned and brought back to life um, the, the similarities between what people, um, experience in near death experiences and what people experience with DMT are, are very similar. It's, you know, it's kind of like a merge with the universe. It's, it's this, and it, it lasts for all of like 10 or 15 minutes before you're back, you know, back into your body. Having had this insane experience, um, five MEO, which is what comes from the toad, which I haven't tried is apparently even more powerful than that. Um, and is, is much more <laughs> emotional. It's kind of like devoid of any physical, of any, um, visual uh visual you know hallucinations or anything like that mm. um the way it's been described to me it's more like you're in just complete pitch white light you know just perfectly white light and you are like completely merged like with the uniform with the universe yeah. and five or ten minutes later you know you're you're back in your body and you've 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 experienced you've experienced something completely transformational um which is yeah. Which wow. is also, it can be also terrifying it's, it's oh, yeah. shot yeah. out of a rocket ship, you know, into another dimension the, the, the way I've seen it described on, like, I like to watch these videos that are like on YouTube, the five, six levels of a, of a psychedelic trip. And, and I was watching this one a month or two ago and this guy was like talking about levels, you know, one through five level one is like, you, you know, the way he, he describes a lot of aspects of it and medicines that will take you to these different levels. But he's like, level one is like dipping a toe in you, you know, to the water, you sense that something's kind of different. You know, level two is like, you're starting to submerge. Level three is like, you know, you're, you're swimming fully. You know, level four is you're scuba diving. And then level five, which is, you know, this DMT experience is you get into a submarine, you go to the <laughs> bottom of the ocean, and then you get into a portal into another dimension. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you go to another ocean. <laughs> Not on Earth anymore. He's not. <laughs> yeah. He like skipped a whole level. <laughs> like, not even the Mariana like, Trench. Those could
1: be so destabilizing. Yeah, uh. um, but you know, I, I always wonder what the difference is, guys. To be honest, between like, I don't know, me and and other, I don't know. I guess what we, we would refer to as psychonauts and other people. Because when when I hear stuff like that, I mean, truly, I'm like, I want to experience like. I'd like to experience that. Like, yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. Terrifying, but man, <laughs> like, I'm I mean, like I only have like one, you know, as far as I know, one human life and I'm here and I'd like to like, <laughs> man, if there are these different experiences that are incredibly spiritual and powerful and can be accessed through a, uh, through a natural substance, and I can do it safely and effectively, like, like sign me up. I'd like to have that experience. And then there are other people that, you know, that uh, that would just run the other way, you know, or stop listening as soon as you start talking about this stuff. So, to me, it's it's really interesting to understand or try to understand, especially even from a business perspective, um, uh, understand what people's motivations are for you know for what attracts them or repels them from from seeking these things out, knowing knowing how powerful they can be.
0: Yeah, it's actually like we talk about that stuff all the time. Like usually, like when when you you ever heard of the um, <laughs> it's like a saying in this like this psychonaut community, the fluoride stare. You ever heard of that saying? Like when you say something to someone and they, know, just, they call it the fluoride stare, <laughs> it's like they their their brains like fill with fluoride, so they look at you like like they have no idea what you're talking yeah. about, you know. Fluoride <laughs> supposed to <laughs> calcify the pineal. Yeah, like your pineal gland is calcified, <laughs> so they can't fluoride. function on that level. It's like taking, this, it's like having like a regular computer try to do a quantum computer's task, like it just couldn't understand it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the that's this you know. There's people like that out there that they really just like their understanding of the world can't comprehend that there's something much greater just in your mind or in a plant. You know what I mean? Like people just like they uh, it's it's easier for humans to have like simple answers to big questions. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I wake up every day. I got to go to work. Great. That's that's all I have to life. You know, I got to go home, provide for this family. And then there's other people who be like, you know what? I, I'm going to try this this shroom right here. <laughs> Let's see what's in this. You know what I mean? And then they find out like, oh, wow. Like, you know, the world's a lot, you know, bigger or even smaller than I thought. You know, like maybe we we're all connected and this is and that. And, you know, that's that's a very beautiful thing. But for most people, they uh either they've been taught like that since they're since they were like kids or you know they've been brought up a certain way to look down on people who think outside the box or you know they just uh they're just afraid of like what if i take this and i don't come back and some people may think that very literal like oh if i take this i won't come back you know what i mean but in reality Mm -hmm you come back that's what comes back you come back your original self your your authentic self comes back wow. you know hmm. and some people are afraid of themselves that's what it comes hmm. down to
1: oh you're totally right that's a great i love the way you you describe that yeah, yeah it's, it's you in a pure form of you that comes back it's it's you without with with you know having 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 released some of the burden that you carry you know that's that's the ego i would call it right the, yep. the thing between you and your experience you're having in the world and your ability to to flow in in it yeah you're you're absolutely right and people are people are very scared of of, of meeting their, their themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't that isn't that you a know? funny like, concept
0: like, that's that's a very funny concept like i yeah. had when i was like when i was on my uh my second shroom trip, I had like this chocolate bar. They sell these chocolate bars now, where like it's filled with like mm-hmm. psilocybin. I ate it, and powerful. yeah, yeah, way more than what they advertise on the bars. I, I'm <laughs> but <laughs> um, I was, I had a moment where I was like, I'm back, like I'm here, like I'm I'm here, you know. And that feeling was like, wow, like I was here this entire time, and until this experience, I didn't realize how much of me is actually here. You know what I mean? Like, so you feel so disconnected sometimes because, you know, we're living in this, well, we call it like the matrix mind. Like we're stuck in this third dimensional world and we're only interacting this way. You know what I mean? While our whole spiritual body is on another plane. You know, <laughs> like you're you're really like trying to find a way to merge it, too. And that's what, you know, balance is about.
1: Right. Well, absolutely. And that's that's you know, you get that from meditation. You get that from psychedelics. You get that from maybe from therapy. I don't know. You maybe you get that from getting raised by parents without any trauma. Does anybody? Yeah, like that? right. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. <laughs> but, but yeah, the this uh, this concept, and I I, I love it. I, I do a a med- like a meditation um uh, app but, um called Waking Up by a guy named Sam Harris, and um and he talks a lot about the thinking mind, you know, versus like th- th- when when he talked. This this really resonated with me when you think about thoughts and how we, our thoughts kind of operate. There's, um, we, we can hear things, we can see things, we can smell things. We, you know, we've got all these inputs. And one thing to think about is that the, your thoughts themselves are just another input, right? You can't really control when thoughts are, are popping into your head. And, and you know, and, 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 and most people, I think this is the human condition. You just become a hundred percent associated with your thoughts. You're like, I am my thoughts. Yeah. When in reality, like the, the, you is, is the one behind the thoughts is the one that can perceive those the so one thoughts, just observing. Like you yeah. What you're seeing what you're hearing. It's just another form of input that then you get to decide, all right, is this a healthy thought? Should I reframe this? You know, like what, what, what should I be, what, you know, what's a, what's a healthier way to be thinking about this? Is this a thought that I can just let go? Cause it's not serving me. And I think getting to the point where you're like, no, I'm the one, I'm the one behind the thoughts which means that, oh, I can like, like life is so much more than, you know, a set of a couple choices. Life is, you know, it's, it's, it's so endless actually that you can, you can, you can, you can, you can do literally like, in, you know, anything you want in the world with, if you didn't have the, the, the limitations, you know, that, mm-hmm. that are, that are mo- mostly self-imposed and life can be so much richer when you, when you, when you, decide that it's maybe time to meet yourself <laughs> you know? right meet yeah yourself and get rid of all of those um those self-limiting beliefs
0: wow the mind is very powerful
1: yeah <laughs> i'll tell you that man the oh. mind's
0: very powerful it can make you sick You're it can playing. make you a god it can make you whatever you put yourself through you know like yeah. your mind is the ultimate tool to this to this universe to be honest yeah i mean we try to we try to
2: Build scientific models based off of the mind. The mind is the like the most, the craziest proprietary technology to everybody. <laughs> that yeah, you can every possibly single imagine.
0: technology is modeled off of us. Yeah, every yes. single piece of technology,
2: and we're playing with these these compounds and these psychedelics, and it's like operating under a new OS system in the mic. I mean, the, in the computer or like a fresh operating mm. system. You know, that's how I, I view it in many different angles, but. You know i view our minds like a computer we're very similar to the technology so you know might as well view them the same but i think you know
1: i love that that uh yeah man i use the same i actually have used the same analogy before uh, comparing our minds like po- post psychedelics to pre-psychedelics as like as a as a full ios not just an ios update right it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like when i'm trying to talk to people who haven't experienced psychedelics before you know, I really try hard to use the right use, you know, use the right language, um, speak from somebody else's perspective and meet them at, at their level because I don't, you know, I start I say I talk about the spirituality aspect, or I, you know, if I start going down the path of of using like, you know, integration or safe container or like, you know, it's different different kinds of psychedelic specific words. Like I start to I recognize that I start to lose people. And in my mind I'm like, yeah, like from like the, our platform, our, our, our technology that we're building as a company, a huge aspect of that is how do you you know if, if we're on iOS you know enlightened, how do you talk to somebody that's still on you know iOS three on an iPhone six? Right? Yeah, like yeah, the the, the hardware, like they just don't even communicate anymore. That. You know it doesn't even right it's like and and then if you want to reach a mass audience right if you're like a if you're this universal consciousness and you're like in an alien spaceship just shooting over the freaking you know earth like and you want to you want to transmit your message of peace and and happiness and joy you know to to people in middle middle america like flyover states like how how do you reach those people how do you make how do you Mm -hmm. how do you bring everybody along for the ride so that we're all growing and changing and adapting together and there doesn't you know there doesn't have to exist this huge you know huge chasm between people who have taken mental health seriously and have progressed down that path and you know people who are kind of staunchly in the you know uh that, that that's not for me and and it never will be kind of camp and, and that's that's a big challenge you know that's why i think that the military can be a big proponent of or, or you know the government or the va at a, at a large scale when you know when this becomes broadly adopted that, um, the, the legitimacy and the, and the broad access that the, you know, that I think mm-hmm. mostly our, 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 government would be uniquely capable of doing, um, to, to spread that message in the right way is it would be, it would be really powerful. You know, and that's why one big reason why we're, why, why that's an aspect or an approach that we're taking. So we can be big, big advocates, um, of that. Cause I, don't, I, don't, I, I, frankly, I don't want to leave anybody behind, man. I like I, To me, it's, it's devastating that, 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 that some people can live such a like healthy, happy, joyful life without, you know, with, you don't need to be, you know, wealthy and, and and everything else. You just need to have a a healthy mindset, have a, a healthy approach to life and have the ability to, um, you know, to, to kind of, to, to, to know that you are empowered to be in the, in the driving seat of the way that you process things and the way that you think and your mindset and the way that you cultivate relationships and love in your life um, you know but but then there are so many other people who who just live in this you know polarized world and you know if somebody says something's not for them then that's what, just what they buy into and and you know it's impossible to change your mind so figuring out the right way to communicate to you know people on at, at all levels of their journey is something that you know we seek to um to solve for And also where I think, you know, AI really does play a big role for for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, you know, in terms of really being able to meet people at their level um, and speak somebody else's language.
2: Yeah, I think AI is kind of like the our symbolic version of this natural order or mother nature or whatever you might call it, this thing that is just conscious, like unconscious at the same time that is connecting to everybody. But when you're, you know, when you're talking about, you know, finding a way to connect everybody, whether planetary or even interplanetary, I, 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 just have to look at this as just the one of the biggest opportunities for us to do that. I look at it as, as, as above, so below. We talk about that a lot in this show, and the way that. <clears throat> the way that uh, fungal networks connect to each other, like, you know, like our brains and or with the roots underneath the trees to connect roots and trees to other different systems. I think that same exact operation works, but within our minds and within each other's minds as well. And you see that if you take, uh, if you take group psychedelic sessions, you have people in this synchronistic state where it's almost like you're reading each other's minds in a weird way. And so I think if more people just took this I think if more people just opened up their minds, not even have to take this, but just opened up their minds to the idea of a different world than the world that they're living in, then I think we could slowly but surely transition ourselves into that higher state. And I I genuinely, genuinely look forward to to this so much. And I'll say it again. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. because It's amazing. And I never thought I would actually see this in in my lifetime uh, until now. So seriously, thank you so much, honestly.
1: You got, thank you. You guys are, you guys are part of the solution too. It's, it takes, it takes everybody's voice and it takes, it takes sharing in the desire to create a world that we all want to live in and function in and believing that that society is possible and not just writing it off, you know, and writing off people that have different beliefs than we do, but really knowing that like the, 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 the true, like, um, like the, beautiful world that we all want to live in the nirvana is when we're all just able to exist exist you know together and exist in a yeah. way that we we can speak the same language with each other and talk talk to each other as human beings and recognize that we're all part of the same like organism of of human life and consciousness sharing you know sharing space on this planet together right it's, yeah. it's a crazy thing to think <laughs> about right you can lose a lot of people when you start talking like that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> But immediately uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, reality, the reality is, right? Like we are, we are all like living. We're hu- we're humans living on a rock, you know. And and we have so many ideologies that that break break us apart at the societal level. And and you're right. When you are in the psychedelic space or like a post psychedelic space, you really do connect with other people in much more meaningful ways. And you you don't view people with distrust or with hatred or resentment or an otherness, you know, you feel Mm. like we're all connected. And that's, that's actually the, one of the most beautiful feel, like if that's a basis for, for your operating system, like that's a foundation, like we're all connected, humans are in this together. Like we all have the ability to grow, like love is the fabric of, of the cosmos, you know, like that's, that's, that's what, that's what like an abundant life really is built off of. And, and yeah, if, if, if in our lifetime and I, and I believe that we will get there, we can see this, like these medicines, you know, widely available and used in a, in a, in a responsible way and, and make the move from, you know, universal healing to really a, a, you know, a thriving society where, where we are, we're, we're just healthy and happy and functioning in the right ways together. Like, man, that's a, that's a place I want to live in and that's a place that I want to be part of making the change, so that we can we can get there eventually. Um, but it's not easy, and it's not it's not simple. It's convoluted. It's you know there's so many different personal interests along the way, and there's you know it's going to be a step by step process. But I've I've never been so hopeful um, that you know about about humanity. I hear people say, and like uh, humanity, like things are just getting worse and worse and worse. I'm like, man, I think that things are better than they've ever been when, mm. you, when you think about it, you know, our access to like our, our access to anything, you know, on our phones at the drop of a hat for the most part, right? You can mm-hmm. get something delivered in a moment. You can talk to anybody around the world. You know, you, we, can, we can jump on this podcast, you know, last minute. We can have interesting conversations, you know, like life is, life is beautiful and it doesn't have to be like, a, it doesn't have to be a daily fight. Um, but it is for so many people that that are challenged with, you know, with mental illnesses, um, and, and who who have an opportunity, and we have an opportunity to create much more meaningful access to these to these medicines and therapies in a way that is is going to be life changing for individuals that create ripple effects for you know for our for our society at large. And yeah, I'm excited to have uh, have have talked to you guys about this all. Really appreciate the opportunity and and really enjoyed um getting getting to know you guys over the course of the last couple of hours has been fun <laughs> you too man Absolutely. you too
0: man and with that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning into the mind's eye we come on with content every week uh thank you josh hallu for coming on to the show and explaining this amazing oh, I could have you on for <laughs> research. Man. yeah we could talk to you yeah, for hours we should, we should definitely do this I would love again to sometime it again. you know well, I, I, I still, still have so let's many
1: questions let's do a part two and see where we're at see yeah, yeah we're let's, right. let's then do, then do it, it. please please. <laughs> please
2: I'd love to see the progress and everything but yeah absolutely amazing this is awesome this <laughs> is a great episode just do, do a little thing.
0: plug in real quick go to the mindside.tv for your interstellar mugs real quick anyone watching right now but go to
2: psychx.com go to psychx.com check it out it's really it's sick oh my god It's easy to find a service. It's literally straightforward. Simple, clean design.
0: Check it out. And also the Instagram. What was the Instagram? The Instagram. I will link everything in the description for anyone who's wondering about the socials Yeah,
1: psychedelic exchange. Yep.
0: Psychedelic Exchange on Instagram. All right. Being said, we'll see you guys. Thank you so much
1: (laughs) Thank you.
2: Okay. All right. Bye guys. Awesome. Bye. Thank you again, Josh. It was amazing talking to you. You guys.
1: You too. I appreciate you both. Bye. (laughs) All right. Have a good one.